Good morning, and welcome to Coffee with the Sarlows. I'm Kelly. Good morning. I'm Karen. We're going to start off with show notes today. We have our Evening with Medium events coming up on August 23rd and December 13th. Tickets are on sale at the website by sarlow.com. Head over there before you miss out. We have a second podcast series called Sips of Sanity. It's available at the website by sarlow.com, currently only there. It will be moving to Patreon, and Kelly's going to explain that to you in a moment. Um, but it's a 10 to 12 minute show. It's full of tools for emotional and spiritual intelligence, your SQ and your EQ. You can head over there if you're looking to grow that shit. Okay. That was good. I can't, can't follow that. <laughs> okay. Uh, you had mentioned Patreon. It's a new platform that we will be moving to as of September this year, 2019. The intention is it's a paid platform so that it, it will help us afford to be able to keep pumping out all of this information for everyone. So far, every single podcast that we do, all the tools that we offer are Mm -hmm. 100% free. And while we love doing that, it is exhausting and it needs to be sustainable. So there is a wonderful demand for it and we love doing it. If you want, Mm -hmm. you can head over there. We'll let you know when that launches so that you can be a part of that platform. It can be on a monthly subscription or just a random donation if you Mm -hmm. feel so inclined to help us out. That would be wonderful. Stay tuned for more information. I drew a blank. Yeah, stole the show and and just, that's it. Personal sessions. If you want a personal session with either Kelly or myself, you can do it through Skype. Zoom, FaceTime, telephone, or in person. We do sessions for people all over the world. We are often asked how you can pay for something like that. Visa, MasterCard, American Express, e-transfer, and PayPal. You can call in your own time zone at your own leisure, sit in your own home or your car or on your coffee break, and have a session with Kelly or I. You can call in our time zone. Well, I meant that they would be in theirs and we would be in ours. Okay. Let's be clear. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So you had a wonderful morning today and mm. you wanted to share a session that you've had? Yeah. Okay. So I'll let you take it away. Okay. Um, okay. So this was just booked yesterday and the client rang the bell. So I came to the door and opened it and there's an elderly gentleman standing there. He came into the house with a cane, with the assistance of a cane, and he had a black duffel bag over one shoulder. And he walked in, so I let him go in front of me, and he kind of made it like a few steps in front of me, and then two other humans came into the house. So they were following him, so they were here as a group. And then I saw his dead mother. So she walks behind him, right behind him, like step, step, step. So every time he takes a step, she takes a step. She doesn't go ahead of him. She doesn't go to the side. Like she's just literally stepping with him. And so I'm watching this and I'm thinking, oh, his mom has passed. Okay. I have to make make a note of that. Might come up in the session. It might not. Who knows? And then as I'm making this mental note, his dad kind of like pops in and goes, I'm here too. And I said, oh, your dad? And he goes, yeah. And I said, are you walking with him? Is, this, is there significance to what his mom is doing? And he goes, well, we both are, but I'm going to go ahead. And I said, oh, okay, fine, you go ahead. So he goes and he walks in front of his son. So he kind of gives me the, 
thumbs up, Karen. You're going to remember this shit, right? And I'm like, I'm going to try. So I asked the other two people if they wanted water and washroom and stuff like that. And they went and sat down. And then he went into the treatment room. And I walked into the treatment room to see if he wanted anything to drink. And I walked in to put my own water down. So when I went to put my water down and to turn to speak to him, I started coughing and I started like I couldn't catch my breath. And I I don't know how come, but like I didn't want him to feel panicky or anything. So I thought, oh, I'm, I'm going to get out of here because I can't seem to catch my breath. So I'm going to get out. And just as I turned to go out, my hip starts to hurt, my legs hurt, both my legs, my feet really hurt, and they're burning. And I just kind of looked down to see if there's anything I could notice, like, is this his shit? Is this about his legs? Like, what's happening? He's got long pants on, so I can't see. I look to see if, if there's anything wrong with his feet. He's just got socks and shoes on, so I can't make out anything from his physical appearance. But holy crap, I am sore. And then my hands went numb and tingly. And my heart starts to behave like erratic. And I'm thinking, Jesus, he's a mess. So I turned and walked back out into the living room and I'm coughing and I didn't realize it, but I was doing a little slight change to my walk, I guess. And I was walking to go up to the bathroom because I thought, oh, I'll just give myself a second. I was a little bit uncomfortable that I was like responding like that to the two people in the waiting room. So I thought, oh, I'll go upstairs for privacy. Did that, came back downstairs, and one of the women turns to me and she says, you're coughing and choking because of him. And I said, oh. And she goes, I've seen your podcast shows. I know you have that synesthesia thing. And she goes, we were really nervous that you were going to have a rough go this morning. And I said, oh, thank you. And I said, so does he have the numbness and tingling in the hands and the terrible muscle and nerve pain from his low back down? Yep. And I said, and his feet are on fire. And she goes, yep. And I said, okay, thank you. So I walked into the room and I sat down with him and I said, um, oh, I don't have a name for him. What are we going to call him? Fred. <laughs> thank you. So I said, okay, Fred. I don't know why I'm laughing at that. <laughs> So I said, um, Fred, I'm going to go through consent. And he goes, okay. And I did that. And I asked about boundaries. And he said, I don't want any boundaries. He says, I am here to hear everything you have to say to me. Don't you pull anything on me and hold a boundary thinking you might hurt my feelings. Nice. And I said, noted. I said, I will tell you everything. And he goes, you don't forget that. And I said, Okay. So I just like, you know, you know, you got to put it in the back of your mind, eh? Mm Because you got to go on to the channeling, but you want to remember that. So I wrote down on the piece of paper in front of me, medium, mom and dad are here, but that's not what he's asking for just yet. So I don't know if that's supposed to come up. And I wrote medical intuitive and I just started writing liver and kidneys and I just everywhere my kidneys would hurt. I'd go, oh, kidneys. My pancreas would hurt. Oh, shit, pancreas too. So I was writing down like a literally a list of organs. And then it was like heart attack. And I'm thinking, well, fuck, am I having one? Is he going to have one here? What's happening? And his mom says, oh, he's had a heart attack in the past, but that is, he's going to die with heart stuff. 
And I'm like, oh, okay. So I write down past heart attack to get that affirmed, first of all, because hopefully he can affirm that. And I, and then I'm thinking, well, Jesus, I'm going to have to tell him he's going to have another heart attack. Well, he did say don't hold anything back, so I put it on the page. Because he's going to take the page home, too. So I thought, okay. So I wrote my list of all of that stuff. And I said to his mom, do you want to give me some affirmations so that he knows all of this is correct, like stuff about his life? And she goes, no. And I said, okay. <laughs> so what's happening? And she says, you're going to go through medical intuitive and just give him straight medical. He can tell you right and wrong with that. And that's what this is about. And I said, okay. So I did. I told him everything that was on the page. And he, he was going right through and affirming every single thing, everything. And he even pulled up like his pant leg and, oh my God, Kelly, his legs were red. Mm-hmm. And um, I asked him about the feet burning and he didn't take his shoes and socks off. He just pulled the sock down and I could see that they were wrapped in a white wrap within the sock, within the boot, boot shoe. And I said to him, I am so sorry that you are in all of this. And his mother goes, enough of that. Like this. She goes, you got to get to the point. And I said, what's the point then? And she goes, he's dying. Mm. And she goes, and he's going to affirm for you that the doctors have told him that there's a time frame here and he wants to know the time frame. The reason he's seeing you is timing. And I know it's your policy not to say cancer, date of death, but this is your exception. And I said, okay, if you're, the, you're telling me this is my exception, that's cool with me. You're the boss. It's neat because I, 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 haven't, I haven't thought of it as a policy before. Mm-hmm. It's not written somewhere. We don't put it on the website. It's not even things that we say necessarily in consent. Yeah. It's just often something that we address when people bring up their own fear that they don't want to hear it. Yeah. That we say we don't provide that. Yeah. But it's because the guides don't. Mm-hmm. The guides don't just come out and say, this is when you're going to die and this is how. Mm-hmm. So I said to her, how? He's probably going to ask me how because he's got so many issues. Mm-hmm. How? And she goes, well, he's almost died several times so far. And I'm like, oh my good Lord, this man has been through everything. And she says... Um, he's going to have congestive heart failure. Mm. And I said, okay. And she goes, you tell him that because that's not a good death. And I'm like, okay, what else do I tell him? Well, you tell him. She says, you tell him to take it. You tell him to take that damn offer they put on the table. And I said, oh, are you referring to assisted suicide? And she says, damn right I am. She says, we've been waiting to get his ass over here on the other side for a while now. I miss him. Uh-huh. And I said, okay, okay, am I allowed to like just say all of that? And she goes, yeah, you tell him. She says, the doctors have told him that he qualifies for assisted suicide. He's here today to find out if it's okay with his soul. He just wants to be good with it. And I'm like, what? Yeah. What? And I'm like, I get to say that? And she's like, have at it, girl. And she says, but do not be making this about you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I said, right, not about me. I'm happy. I want a happy dance. I want to cry. Oh, Kelly, I was just, I was, I was a freaking mess. 
But outside, I just put my pen and paper down. I looked over at him and I said, so here's the deal, Fred. Your mom says you've been offered assisted suicide. And he goes, you're pretty good. Uh-huh. He was so cute. Yeah, and kind. Yeah. And I said, now you have a dad and your mom on the other side, and you have one brother. And he goes, yeah. And I said, they're willing to stand on the other side and go, Red Rover, Red Rover, we call you over. Fred. And I said, or Marco, Polo, Fred. Like this, I said, they want it to be fun. They want it to be light. They want you to know that you're loved. And just as I said that, and I'm thinking, oh my God. Well, we're still audio. So that was a tear down his cheek. Okay. So he got a tear down his face and I just looked at him and I said, are you okay? And he goes, I'm okay. And I said, is that accurate? Your mom and your dad and your brother are there? The rest of you are here on earth? And he goes, yep. And I said, your brother says that you would really like that if he was there, but you want mom and dad first. And I said, so it will be mom and dad first, then your brother, then the dog. And he goes, what dog? And I said, I'm being told it's like a little Cocker Spaniel. I don't know if that's the right breed because I don't know my breeds. But I said, it's like a brownish red with a bit of white. And he goes, yeah. And I said, I don't have a name. I know you're going to ask me the name, but it's her. And he goes, yeah. And I said, that's all I'm getting in that regard about the dog. He goes, that would be really nice. And I felt like he was a kid again. Mm-hmm. You know, like, how fun is that going to be to find my childhood dog? So I said, well, I said, before you pass, I said, your mom says that you've planned a party. And he goes, I have. And I said, she says that you're the one that's planned it. You're the one that came up with the guest list. And now I can't ruin the rest of the surprise for him because even though he's come up with planning the party, he's got some people that are going to one-up him at the party, i.e. his daughters and his wife, Mm -hmm. that have reached out to more people that he's forgotten about Mm. or that he thinks he didn't have such a big impact on, and he did. Like kids in the neighborhood and coworkers when he worked. That type of thing. So mm-hmm. he just thought he was keeping it to the family and they're just blowing this whole thing wide open. Mm-hmm. And for good reason, because this is such a lovely spirit. This is such a lovely human being. His grandkids have things planned. Um, there are just different people in his life that adore him. And so they, they've caught on to this and they're expanding the party. So he knows there's a party because he's, he's the one that orchestrated the beginnings of it. He just doesn't know what kind. Yeah. And I said, your mom, your dad, and your brother, and your dog are going to come to the party. (laughs) And I said, so is that correct? You've planned the party? And uh, he goes, it's this weekend. And I'm like, so we got that right? And he goes, yeah. And I said, that's really cool. And I said, your dad says that you have shown everyone that you love them, that you have to stop questioning this, and that you have been a man. He gets this startled look on his face, like, holy crap. And I said, your dad says that you have paid all the bills. You prepaid your funeral. You wrote your will out. You even have plans. Now hear this, Kelly. 
He's going to the party with his will. He's going to keep it in his pocket. He's going to wear a dress shirt with a front pocket, like the older men do, and with a pen. (laughs) And he goes, that was my intention. Yes. Is this a good idea? So he's asking his dad if this is a good idea. And I said, what you have done in the will is you have written down what you're giving to each person, and you're going to tell them at your party what they're getting. And you're going to tell them why they're getting it and the thoughtfulness that you put into the gift. And if someone is getting something versus money, you're going to explain why it's something. And that if it's because of the thought behind it or the experience that you shared, and it will create a memory, you want to share the memory with them now. Nice. Isn't that incredible? Mm-hmm. And I said, and if it's money, then you're going to hand it to them and say, you do with the money whatever you want. I know you have a deck to build or a mortgage or you're going through a divorce, but you do what you want with the money, honey. So he's not there to boss them with the money. He's there to say, I know your need is money, but sweetheart, I know your need is memory or your need is experience or nostalgia or both. And if I'm wrong, then I want you to tell me to my face, not when I'm freaking dead. Is that cool? Mm-hmm. So I explained that to him and he said, yes. He says that that is very, very true. He says, I am fully planning to approach people and tell them what's in the will. And I said, you're actually bringing a copy of it with you in case you need to make, make changes. And he says, yes. <laughs> I said, are you bringing a post-it notepad? And he goes, I am. <laughs> I said, do I need to tell you what color <laughs> as an affirmation? He goes, no, you're, you're pretty good. You, you're, you're getting things. This is fine, hon. Like this. So I said, so you're going to the party to make sure that you are able to be confronted by people so that if they think it's unfair in the will, that they're going to be able to say it to your face. And he goes, yeah. And I said, so you've been through a shitty experience prior where this didn't happen and some shit went down about a will. And he went, yes, my, my wife's when her parents died. And I said, he, I said to him, so you don't want this to repeat. And he said, that's right. That's why we're doing this. And my wife knows this, that I'm doing it this way. His dad adds to that and says, he wants to be able to go to this party and be able to say to people, I am sorry, to their face. I may have apologized to you in the past, but I'm here and I'm apologizing today. I am sorry I said this. I'm sorry I didn't invite you. I'm sorry. So where he knows that somebody has been hurt, he's doing one last thing of, I'm here, I'm in person, and this is part of my process. Somebody listening to this might think he's doing all this for everybody else, but it comes through in the session that, Yes, he does do it for others, but he's also doing it for himself. He's really in a process, and he's really thought this through. I'm apologizing so that I can feel good when I say to the doctors, yes, assisted suicide, I'm ready. So this is his process of ready. It has so much integrity in it. Mm -hmm. He's not going to show up to say to people he's mad at, I'm still mad at you. not his intention at all. So his dad says to him, I love you. Many people are going to remember this. 
You're creating lessons all over the place. You're planting seeds everywhere for people. So they didn't tell him to do it. I'm just saying it, and he's affirming this for me. So I said, Fred, after we went through this little piece, I said, what do you need? Is this meeting your needs? And he just sat and looked at me. And there was silence for a couple of minutes. We just sat. Just he had time to think of what his needs would be as he's going through this process. And then he said, I think I'm good. He says, you're here to tell me that the decisions that I've made, the other side knows. You're here to tell me that they're good with my decisions and they're there for me. They're not telling me to do things differently. They're telling me that whether I'm doing them right or wrong, I'm going to learn my stuff through this. He says, I like that. He says, you just make me feel really good that I know who's there. He says, I wanted to know from a medium if that other world was really there. He says, I know it. He says, but I wanted proof today. And I said to him, this is the most delightful proof I've ever given. <laughs> mm-hmm. In the most respectful kind of way. With just incredible kindness and openness. So his mom steps back in and she says, he wants to know timing. The last thing he's, he's going to say to you in about three seconds is he wants to know if it's a year, a month, and he already has a good idea. He just wants to see if we know and you know. And I said, okay, no problem. I said, so what's the answer? And she says, he has less than two months. And she says, but after this today, he could go within maybe a week. And you tell him we're ready and that he's ready now. The doctors know that he's ready medically, but his spirit's ready. And the party on the other side is ready. So he can party here and party over here. And I, so I told him that. I said, all of those messages, and do you have any other questions? And he goes, no. He says, I want to tell you something, though. And I said, what's that? I'm not scared. And I said, okay. He goes, my fear is gone. He says, I just feel peaceful now. He goes, I've always trusted that the doctors were caring for me. Mm, that's really nice. Yeah. He says, I always trusted that if they could do anything to help me, they would. And that if they couldn't, they'd tell me the truth. He says, I trusted the nurses. I trusted all. I've always trusted all of the medical people that they truly cared about me. He says, I never questioned it. And I thought, wow, did he just have really good people? Because not everybody has that experience, but he sure did. Mm -hmm. He sure did. So he's very content with the medical and what happened on earth. And he came to make sure that he and his soul were on the same page. Isn't that beautiful? Mm-hmm. That's a good morning. Mm-hmm. And we just sat there. We just sat for a while. And I say that that we just sat together for a while because that's somebody whose company I would want to be in. And I just remembered looking at him and I swear to God, Kelly, I heard him say in his head, I'll see you again. 
Probably. He seemed to like the process a lot. Yeah. And I just thought, oh, isn't that cool? And if that family is listening to the show yeah. and understanding what this did for him in order to pass, mm-hmm. with maybe just a little less fear than what he had before, mm-hmm. I'm sure they'll be back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, I'll only know when he shows up and says so, mm-hmm. because we don't remember all of these things clearly. So he will, he will have to remind me that he had been here before. And I just remembered looking at him thinking, what can I, what can I, like kind of snapshot can I take of you so that I will remember you? I didn't, like as a human, I thought, what do I do with that? How do I file that when I just don't have memory for all of this? What do I do? And then his mom said, oh no, just leave it up to us. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, that sounds better. (laughs) Yeah. So you're all going to just come in together and tell me and remind me of this story. And they were like, yeah, yeah, we will. We can all show up and remind you and tell you everything and say it again. And I thought, oh, that's lovely. I love that I don't have to know or remember. I don't have to write it in a journal or keep it in a file folder, which we don't do. No client files. Mm -hmm. None. Yeah. So it was a beautiful morning. I'm happy for both of you. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you for sharing. Yeah, you're welcome. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, if you have questions or comments about today's show, you can email us at info at Otherwise, enjoy your Saturday.